0: For that song, Miss Brenda, I, I like, uh, you got singing in tongues this morning, praise the Lord, and uh, I think all music sounds better in Spanish, I don't know, uh, but uh, it, it just does, I don't know what, what they're saying, uh, but uh, I like it, uh, and uh, that is good. If you ever just watched uh, Spanish television, just to watch it, uh, Telemundo or, or whatever, I used to watch one, it used to come on, we didn't have, have cable, uh, but it was called Infarto, uh, and, uh, and it was basically a prank show in Spanish and they would give people, I guess that means heart attack, uh, in Spanish or something. And, uh, anyways, uh, Matthew chapter number 11, uh, I digress and, uh, check it out one time. You might like it. I like when people get scared. I can watch people get scared and get hurt all day long. Uh, and, uh, I just, uh, I just like that kind of stuff. Matthew chapter number 11 is where we're going to find our text today. I'd like to invite you to stand as we read it. Uh, And we'll begin reading in verse number 28, uh, down through verse number 30. We're going to take a look back at the entire chapter, not verse by verse, uh, but to give us a little bit of insight uh, into the last verses there that we we read. Uh, This is a very familiar passage. Uh, It's one that that, uh, we we use as a salvation uh, message. Uh, There's uh, that in there, but there's more than that uh, contained in these verses. And we're going to touch on that as we read it. Verse number 28, the Bible says, Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is lighter. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today. Lord, speak to our hearts, please. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. Please be seated. Does the word weary uh, ever describe uh, your life? Uh, I know that... Uh, it describes mine uh, often, or I would describe it uh, to people in that way. And uh, one of the things, obviously, that wearies us is labor. Uh, and uh, if you work, I think you ought to work and work hard. And, uh, and that's an important thing to do in our life. And so we get, we get weary, we get tired uh, because of, of work, labor, labor. Um, we get tired of, from recreation. Uh, you, know, you ever go on a vacation and then come home and need rest? Uh, you know, I think that uh, happens quite a bit uh, to people. So we understand you know, weary uh, as a word and what it would mean as far as us being tired, but um, you know, it's also kind of like you're tired of things. Uh, a weariness that comes uh, from life uh, in the sense that you know, we're co- constantly bombarded uh, with terrible news, uh, and, uh, and crazy stuff. Uh, it's been a wonderful week in regards to some news with the Roe versus Wade uh, being overturned and, uh, and I'm thankful for that and there have been people uh, praying for and fighting for that for, uh, for so many years uh, and uh, unfortunately we live in a state that's going to continue uh, to kill babies uh, and uh, you know, and, I, and I just kind of wonder and it's the craziness I don't want to get into all of that today I'm sure preachers all over the country are preaching uh, about it, and it is a, it is a blessing uh, and something that needs to be done or needed to be done for many years. It's only a start, uh, and uh, uh, folks need to continue with all of that, uh, but I was just thinking, you know, how, many, how many babies does uh, somebody want to kill that they can't cross a, straight, a state line? Uh, and go somewhere uh, where, of course, it is offered. Uh, and it's just a terrible thing. But when I see it, and all the protests, and all the nonsense, and just everything, I, I just get weary. Uh, and and the, only, the only way that you can escape uh, that kind of weariness, a weariness of the soul, uh, is through the Lord Jesus Christ, is through your relationship uh, with the Lord uh, now, backing up just a little bit and kind of getting a running start uh, into uh, these verses, I just, I just think that we, you know, sometimes you feel like you're, you know, at the end of your rope. Uh, and uh, folks would say all these, you know, things, you just tie, you know, you tie a knot and you hang on uh, when you're at the end of your rope and whatever. Uh, but uh, it's difficult at times to, uh, to deal with the struggles and things that we have. Uh, chapter number 11 uh, deals with a couple of different things. The beginning part, uh, the first six verses of it, um, the Lord's dealing with uh, the doubt uh, of uh, John the Baptist. Uh, and uh, he was wondering, he didn't know, he was in jail. Uh, and he was hoping, of course, that Jesus was the Christ. And, uh, and he'd wondered and sent several, uh, a couple of his disciples out to inquire Uh, about uh, whether he was the Messiah uh, or not and we read about uh, that in Jesus' answer uh, to him in verse number five. Uh, He says, The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised. Up and the poor have the gospel preached unto them and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Uh, Jesus is, uh, he is uh, is the Messiah. He came. Uh, Of course, uh, the Jews rejected him. Uh, he, uh, he became, he was the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Uh, he saved us, uh, and there's much to be said about that, but he was dealing with, uh, at the beginning part, uh, the doubt of, uh, of the one who was paved, paving the way, uh, making straight the way uh, in, in preaching, uh, and he needed confirmation. Uh, then from verse seven, uh, kind of uh, through uh, the middle part, maybe down through verse number 19, uh, he was dealing with uh, the religious crowd, uh, the Pharisees uh, and uh, and we know as we read the Gospels and, and Jesus's ministry, uh, God God loves everybody. Remember, Jesus is God in the flesh. Uh, he loves He loves the whole world. Uh, he gave His only begotten Son. God, Jesus is God in the flesh. Uh, Jesus, uh, as he as he ministered and has, as he preached, um, he really didn't have anything good to say about the religious crowd, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and. Uh, and, uh, and there, by the way, when they follow the traditions of men, when we read about that, it was the oral Torah. Uh, there was the commandments of God, and then there was a whole book of stuff that they just made up. Uh, and Jesus would say, you know, uh, they would get mad, uh, how come your disciples eat with unwashed hands? Uh, and Jesus would say, it's not what goes uh, in, in but, uh, that defiles a man, but what comes out of a man. And it was just one of their things. It's like they would, they would practice uh, these ceremonial things or whatever, and they just make stuff up. They made more stuff up than independent Baptists do. Uh, and uh, and so, uh, so when people say, we're not supposed to follow the commandments of man, God was talking to Jews who were following the oral Torah. Uh, it wasn't because you know, uh, you know, your pastor made you wear culottes at camp. Uh, And uh, and so, uh, be careful about uh, how we uh, you know uh, go about interpreting uh, these types of things. But Jesus was he was fed up with the religious crowd. Uh, They had turned the temple of, of, of the Lord into a den of thieves. Uh, there were uh, just constantly uh, being bombarded, of course, them trying to trip him up. And so he dealt a lot uh, with, uh, with the religious crowd, the vanity uh, that was involved uh, with all of that, uh, and said, you know, uh, John, uh, uh, John came neither eating nor drinking, and you thought he was crazy. Uh, and, uh, and, you're, and you're saying the son of man. Uh, is also that way because he, he eats and, uh, with sinners and you call him a wine-bibber. Uh, and, uh, and that's what the religious, uh, religious crowd did. So he deals with the doubt of John the Baptist. Uh, he deals with uh, the religious crowd. Uh, and then I want to point to this part. Uh, we're not preaching on that, uh, but in verse number um, 20, uh, the Bible says, Then began he, that's Jesus, to upbraid the cities." wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Uh, And uh, one of the um, things that the Lord did, like I mentioned the scribes, Pharisees, he'd say you're serpents and vipers and uh, would just call them out, would call them names uh, to describe what they did. And here we find the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the scriptures say, upbraiding cities. That word "upbraid" means to revile. It means to chide. Uh, it means uh, to do so uh, harshly, harshly criticize. Uh, it means to do so in a demeaning manner. Uh, it means so. Uh, it means to censure these cities. And he lays a couple of those things out. He says, woe well, unto thee, uh, Chorazin, woe well, unto thee, Bethsaida. Uh, and he says, if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which is a rebuke of Tyre and Sidon, uh, he said they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Uh, he said, if, if those wicked, vile cities, and he's, and he's upbraiding them, he's saying your wickedness, your vileness, uh, is a stench uh, in the nostrils of God. Uh, and, uh, and so he's, he's rebuking, reviling, he's chiding, he's harsh, he's demeaning these cities. And he said, if, if just uh, some of the works that were done in them uh, were done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have got right with God, they would have repented. Uh, and then he says, uh, he says, but I stand to you, verse number 22, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. Uh, and then he mentions Capernaum, and he, he says, which is exalted, uh, which art exalted unto heaven uh, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which had been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. Now you think of, uh, you think of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, and the sin of that city and, and, and why God uh, judged it. And it wasn't because they had the sin of inhospitality. Uh, and uh, and uh, we... we uh, we understand, uh, not to have to get into that today, but we understand what their sin is, uh, was, and why God destroyed them. And he, and he said, if the mighty works which were done in Capernaum were done in Sodom, it would still be there. Uh, five out of the ten miracles that were performed in Matthews chapter 8 and, and chapter number 9 were, were, were done in the city of Capernaum. Uh, and so God said, you, these cities, and he's, upbra- he's upbraiding them, uh, we always get it like, well, you know, would Jesus, would, G, would Jesus really upbraid people? Yes, he did in the Bible. Uh, would Jesus have some harsh things to say uh, about, um, about a country uh, that kills its children? Absolutely. Um, sometimes you might see me and you might get upset. Oh, Pastor Reno hurt somebody's feelings and he said something. It was kind of harsh or whatever. I wish, he would, I wish he had the mind of Jesus and I wish he would approach things like Jesus would do it. I just got to inform you today, uh, Jesus would light this country up. He would upbraid it. Uh, if uh, if he was to get up and give a speech on Fox News or whatever, uh, and to do so, uh, and uh, we've gotta we've gotta get over this idea. Uh, there's, there's uh, a fine line, obviously, that we cross. Our speech needs to be always with grace and seasoned with salt. We ought to love people, uh, and whether it's the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, the sin of Tyre and Sidon, uh, if it's a sin in our culture, we ought to love people, we ought to reach them with the gospel, uh, even in Sunday school. Uh, and uh, Brother Chalindo was preaching and talk about Mary Magdalene, who had seven devils uh, when Jesus found her. And, uh, and there are people screaming, uh, crazy stuff about abortion, and you look at them and think, man, they are demon-possessed. But Jesus can save them. And Jesus, in Jesus, uh, when we think of, uh, it says in a little bit, come unto me all ye that labor and have laden. all means all, all the time. And Jesus wants to save people. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, and we ought to reach people with the gospel, but we ought to be so against sin and standing up for truth and right and you've got to get over this idea uh, that when you stand up for truth and right, that you may hurt people's feelings. Uh, and in uh, standing up and saying and upbraiding and reviling and rebuking, sometimes in a, uh, in a harsh uh, way to harshly criticize in a demeaning manner, um, uh, you know, if, if you haven't got over it yourself, you need to get over it when I do it. Uh, because it is necessary uh, in the day and time that we live. Is everybody okay? Uh, what would Jesus do? He, he would rip face <laughs> uh, when it comes to the sinful culture uh, that we live in. Uh, and, uh, and I could just imagine uh, the Pharisees of his day saying, oh, we just need to be a little nicer. Uh, and, uh, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's crazy. We live in very dark times in, in the, the darker the night, the brighter the light. And we need to be standing up for truth and saying more. Uh, and yes, we need to celebrate, uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, uh, but it's not done there. Uh, we need to stay more, say more, whatever I make. I make people angry, uh, with some of the things that, that I point out about, uh, all that nonsense, uh, but they need that. Uh, And uh, and and you know I might say I'm you know ever have somebody apologize and say I'm sorry I'm sorry that you took it that way or whatever Uh, you know uh, sorry not sorry Uh, and uh, I'm I'm, I don't want to make people upset uh, but it's just kind of like hey this is the truth. And, uh, and uh, in this country, God has blessed America. Uh, God has done so many things. The, you think of the revivals that have taken place uh, in the world, the missionaries that have been sent uh, out of the United States of America, and all that God has done. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but God, is, God will never continue to bless a nation. Uh, every nation of the Bible that killed their children... Uh, God judged them. Uh, and I think as we stand before God, uh, it's going to be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon. Uh, and more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, than, than, than the mighty works that God has done in God bless America. Um, we're in a mess. So, so he's saying, you're, you're weary. I'm weary. I'm weary. Uh, at our culture, in the, in the sin, uh, in the wickedness, and just the nonstop bombardment upon Christianity and its values, uh, and you can, you, can be, you can become wearied of it. And, and he's dealing with uh, doubt, and he's dealing with religion, uh, in wicked, sinful uh, cities and, and nations, uh, and, uh, and he gets to the end of this chapter in verse 25. He prays, he says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me and my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and, to, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And, uh, and he's about to lay out a statement, and again revealing who he was to the people uh, that he is speaking to, and, uh, and he says, Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, And uh, I love that song, uh, Haven of Rest. Uh, In fact, maybe we'll sing that as an invitation song uh, today. Uh, My soul is anchored there. Um, but, I, but I don't always have peace and I don't always have, uh, you know, uh, everything put together. Neither do you. Uh, in fact, I, 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 I came today to talk about uh, a, a message in, in, of peace and rest that God gives us and, uh, and had a terrible morning and, uh, and couldn't concentrate and focus on because uh, things that uh, had, had taken place or whatever uh, and, uh, and there are times where we find that uh, that we can go, we can always go to that haven. Our soul is anchored there. We can find rest for our souls. And in this passage, uh, he deals with two primary areas where people uh, of God can find rest. The first one, obviously, is in salvation. Now, please don't. I, I don't like saying this because it seems to be cart before the horse. People are looking for things. People want peace. Um, uh, people show up to churches because their homes are a mess or uh, they have some type of need spiritually. They don't know what it is. The Bible says there's none that seeketh after God. Uh, They figure if I just show up to church, there is a a God, a higher power. And if I go to church and if I if I just be good, uh, then maybe God will help me get me out of my problems. He'll fix my situation. People go to church for all kinds of reasons. Uh, But when uh, when uh, somebody comes to uh, to church or coming to church, it doesn't mean that they're seeking after God because they're seeking for answers, but they're not seeking after God. And uh, and in those moments, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want people to come, if they want to come to church because they want money, if they want to come to church because they want food, if they want to come to church for whatever reason under the sun, when they get here, they hear the Bible and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. uh, And God does a work in their hearts, brings conviction. uh, And uh, and so I just want people to be under the hearing, the preaching of God's word. Um, But people are looking, people are struggling. I mean, think about how life would be if you're a believer here today and you look at the terrible stuff that's going on in life, how much more terrible it would be if you didn't have God in your life. If you, if you didn't have the hope of heaven. You know, people say, oh, that's why I say, uh, people get upset when I, I said, recently I said, if the bombs start flying, I hope one lands right on my house. And uh, because I know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Heaven, uh, I'm looking forward to heaven. More and more every single day. Uh, and uh, and uh, so um, I, have, I have a peace. It doesn't matter if, if, if uh, bombs are going to fly everywhere. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday if I believed in global warming. I was at a, at a wedding. And, uh, and I said, well, no, not really. I said, well, kind of. I said, in the end, God's going to burn it all up. Uh, but it has, nothing, it has nothing to do with hairspray and SUVs and whatever. Uh, it's just the Bible says he's going to burn it up. Uh, and, uh, and people want, like, they're just, they're, they what are we going to do? And, and I don't feel that way. I'm kind of, the worst thing that can happen to me, or, and, and the best thing, I guess, is, uh, is to die and to be with my Savior. And that's not being sadistic or being, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, there's no sting in death. Uh, and I know where I'm going uh, when that time comes. And, uh, and I, I'm thankful for that. Uh, but people, uh, people want peace and they want rest. And Jesus says, come unto me, either heavy laden. And we, we look at that and it is a call, a, a call, an evangelistic call, if you will, to, uh, to salvation. We see that uh, it is a call, an invitation to men to come to Jesus. And it's, by the way, it's only in Him, in Him alone, that you find salvation. You don't find it in church. You don't, uh, don't find it in religion. Uh, you, we see the candidates, the call them, the candidates. It's all. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, it's, he's saying to everyone, it's an all-inclusive uh, it, uh, you know, call. Uh, G- God, Jesus wants to save uh, people in Puyallup. He wants to save people in Zambia. Um, I talked with a man. Uh, the wedding yesterday I did was a Russian wedding. Uh, and uh, uh, so there's only a handful of people there that, uh, that weren't Russian. Uh, and uh, uh, so it's interesting talking. And one of the men the I sat by, uh, who was the father of the bride, uh, and uh, he, ex- he was explaining to me, giving his testimony about when he got saved. And uh, he was talking about uh, his, his father had a, a problem with vodka, drinking, and et cetera. And he's explaining his life and, and then what had happened and who came in his life. Uh, and it was, an, it was a missionary from Australia uh, in Russia uh, who gave him the gospel and he got saved. Um, but he got saved, I think he, you know, he said like I remember 20, 30 years ago, um, but he got saved uh, in Moscow the same way I got saved at youth camp in Wisconsin. And God, God wants to save Russians and Koreans and whatever. Uh, it, it, is, it is an all-inclusive call. And he says, come unto me all. That's anyone anywhere who hears the invitation from the Son of God to come and find salvation. Uh, and uh, and he, draws, uh, he draws the man. He's calling, us, he's calling people. And he says, all who come to him, uh, he'll give him rest. And we read about that. Rest In Romans chapter number 5, let's turn there just really quick. Uh, Romans chapter 5, I know it's already 12 o'clock uh, and uh, I promise I'll be done in 10 minutes. Uh, Romans 5 and verse uh, number 1, uh, the Bible says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When I came to the Lord as, and called on Him to be my personal Lord and Savior, uh, He gave me peace through Jesus Christ. Not through the church or not through the youth camp or the whatever. It was through him. Uh, and uh, again, I went there, you know, because it was camp and it was going to be fun. Uh, and I didn't go there looking for God, uh, but God found me. Uh, and, uh, and, he, he, and so that peace, uh, we are given peace with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1, you don't need to turn that. I'll just read these real quick. Ephesians 1, verse number 6, the Bible says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. We're given peace with God. We're given rest from our attempts to please God. Now, please don't misunderstand me. We, have a, we hear a lot of preaching today uh, about we don't need to be acceptable because we're accepted in the beloved. We do need to do right, live right, and follow the Lord. Uh, obey him. Uh, and, uh, but... Uh, but when Jesus, there's a part of this context here, uh, he's saying the religious crowd uh, and the Pharisees and whatever, uh, they had a yoke, a burden uh, that, uh, that was a heavy burden. Uh, and he says that his burden is light. To, to his yoke is easy. And so part of this is the understanding is that through Jesus Christ, uh, is salvation, and not in uh, the law, it's not in our self, it's through grace, uh, and to, the invitation to them to come and find rest uh, through Him uh, takes away any attempt that we can do. You can't work your way to heaven. Jesus says that we're saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. You'll never be in a Bible-preaching church uh, that will teach you that you got to do stuff to get to heaven. You do stuff because you're going to heaven. You do works and you live for Him because you are saved, uh, not to get saved. And all God's people said, "Amen." Uh, if if anybody says that's what that's what you Baptists preach, you just set them straight, upbraid them, and say, "No, that's not what we that's not what Pastor preaches or any preach I've ever heard. We're saved by grace through faith. I love Him and I serve Him, uh, and uh, and so we're given rest from our attempts to please God uh, with our. Our, our works of righteousness were saved through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Uh, in Romans eight, verse number sixteen, he says, "The Spirit bear witness itself." Uh, excuse me, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We are given a calmness, a peace concerning our salvation through the Spirit of God. We're given quietness about uh, our future. Uh, because we we know that heaven is our home, and we know that God is in control, uh, and uh, and God says that He's going to encourage us all along the way. He says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles; they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk uh, and not faint." Uh, that's what God gives us in salvation. Uh, when he saves me, he's, he, he gives me all kinds of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, I'm justified in uh, uh, all the, the things that he has done in salvation. But he gives me the fruits of the Spirit uh, and there's blessings, there's joy and all that comes because I'm saved. And uh, it's not why I got saved. I, I got saved uh, because Jesus convicted me of my sin and I asked him to forgive me. And I accepted the gift of salvation, his payment, uh, his shed blood for my sins. I got saved because I was a wicked, rotten sinner that needed salvation. Uh, and, uh, and but be, because of that, I have peace with God, uh, Romans chapter number five. But then he also gives me the peace of God. I have peace with God, but I have the peace of God, and that's the rest part, the, the latter part of this. And by the way, I just want to point this out because I'm out of time. Uh, and uh, and uh, the Bible says, uses three words, come. Uh, and, uh, and it says take. And it says learn. All those are action words. You, you've, got, you've got to come to him. So there's in salvation, we have to come to him, yes. uh, But when we want the peace of God, it's the same way. We can enter the throne room of grace, uh, but we've got to come. Here's what God doesn't do. Uh, He doesn't just save you, and then you just kind of like go through your Christian life aloof uh, to the Bible and church or whatever, and he just blesses you and does all these things. It's like you come unto him, uh, and, uh, and the Bible says, you take my yoke upon you. Uh, and, uh, and, and learn of me, uh, for I am meek and lowly uh, in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. God gives you rest through salvation, and you find rest by coming to Him, taking on His yoke, and learning of Him. Uh, so I, I, know, I know a lot of Christians who have, who have peace with God, but not the peace of God. Uh, their their lives are frazzled. Uh, they, they, the haven of rest means very little. It does in salvation, uh, but they can't find peace. They look at the news and whatever. It's like all of us will get upset. All of us will get weary. Uh, but the Bible says that we can find rest in him. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and by the way, uh, as he points out, uh, he says, we, we understand a yoke is a, is a wooden Um, apparatus that they would make they would actually personalize it uh, to uh, the ox that they would have they would yoke ox together two are better than one Uh, and the Bible says that we're yoked together with Christ and when the burdens of my life get too hard for me to bear I absolutely 100% know I've unyoked myself from Jesus because if I was in the yoke with Jesus my burdens would be light uh, and uh, and so the yoke of Christ is the law of Christ. Uh, it is his his um, uh, his first, you know, his last command. Our first concern: it's winning souls. It's serving Him. Uh, the law of Christ. And when I think of you know that yoke and the weariness that I have. The law of Christ in one respect, and I can't get into all of it, uh, is uh, you know, loving your neighbors, uh, in its, in its, its uh, loving God with all your heart. It's the first and second commandment. Uh, and, and one of the things that, that weary me the most is when I see, I see the, the rioting uh, and this, this, the darkness and the sinfulness and the antifa and the protest and the, the people putting blood on themselves and screaming in people's faces. And I think, Lord, um, and, uh, but his yoke uh, is, is to love them yeah. and to reach them. And so when I start to get upset about it, whatever, I've just got to rein it back in uh, and, uh, and understand that when I got saved, I, 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 I live an exchanged life. I came to Christ and he gave me peace. And then I find peace uh, by casting my care on him because he cares for me. Uh, but then yoking together with Christ and going through this life and living in that yoke, the yoke of Christ, the law of Christ, loving people, reaching them with the gospel, and that is the way that we find rest for our soul. You know, when you think of the darkness that surrounds us, it ought to, it ought to upset you. Um, but it also it ought to drive you to action to reach people with the gospel. It's like I said, I can't remember what, I've got to close, I can't remember what she was saying, but there's a, a, a news person had a, had a microphone there and the lady was just right here and I think she was, she was screaming like, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. And her eyes, she looked like she was possessed. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. And she kept saying it over and over and over uh, and uh, and I've been at places where uh, where I've I've talked to people and one guy's like uh, you know uh, he just kept repeating it over and over and over again and it was it was demonic, and I saw that and I thought man that lady is she's demon possessed, it's just it's just it's crazy and it it, it almost it incited me it, it was like like you know um, I just felt I, I was I felt bad I felt sad I felt angry. Uh, And uh, sin. But you know what? Like I mentioned earlier, like the preacher said in Sunday school, Mary Magdalene had seven devils. And God revealed so much to Mary Magdalene in her life. She knew, she had an insight to God and fellowship with with the Lord Jesus Christ that that most of his disciples didn't have. And so, if a lady with seven devils can get saved and love Jesus like Mary Magdalene did, uh, I, I have to look at that lady and think that lady can too. Are you following me? It's like, oh, there's something wrong with that. But what's the remedy? The remedy is Jesus. And what we need to do is take on the yoke of Christ and take Jesus to people, share the gospel. In Zambia, yes, but in Puyallup. Uh, and in uh, wherever that was, I think that was in like, you know, Washington, D.C. or whatever. Uh, but that kind of stuff is around. And, and I'll get people, I get so frustrated and i like, don't talk to me. Just don't even talk to me. But you're so wrong and I just, I just, I don't understand how you can think that way. And, and, and it doesn't matter what I do to convince them. I can give them fact after fact, after fact, after fact. It doesn't change a thing. And you're like, what is, what is wrong with, you know what they need? I need to stop talking to them about the facts of, uh, of abortion or the facts of, uh, of you know, uh, whatever. Um, medicine and what, vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And tell them about Jesus because Jesus is the only one's going to change their mind. And again, stand up for truth. Upbraid when things need upbraiding. Uh, and uh, but what we need to do because if you don't if you don't yoke up with Jesus, you're not, you're not going to have you're not going to find rest. You just you just are not going to find it. And so it's come, take, learn all things that we have to do. Jesus isn't just going to give it to you. You know, with with now salvation, it's a free it's a free gift of salvation. But the, the, this kind of peace that you find comes from you coming, taking, and learning uh, in, in being who Christ has called you to be. And it's an invitation that God gives us, yes, in salvation, but also in surrender. We've been talking about living a crucified life uh, and uh, a sacrificial life. Now here in exchange life, I, I come into him, he saves me, he gives me peace. Uh, and then I learn of him. Uh, and I find Peace, I find rest for my soul. It's the only way it's gonna work. So what do you do? You, you just you, you get at his feet and you, and you learn of him and you obey him and you serve him. The Bible say, it says if you commit your works on the Lord, your thoughts will be established. Uh, and, uh, and we just gotta get focused like a laser beam. The Lord's coming back. I believe he's coming back soon. And there's people that all around us that need the Lord. Uh, and, and we can't sit tight-lipped thinking that, that somebody else is going to give them the message. Um, there are people in your life that I don't know. I'll never talk to them, um, but you will. And you can, you can argue, them, argue with them to you're blue in the face about facts and truth and knowledge. It's like, hey, it's like you, can't, you don't have a right to your own set of facts. The, this is the truth, not your own truth. And you want to pull your hair out and you debate and you fight and you whatever and all the different stuff. But what, they, but what they, you need to do and what I need to do, I'm preaching to myself. Is set that argument aside for a second. And she, you, know, you know what? I know we disagree, uh, but here's one thing. Jesus loves you. Uh, and uh, and he says, "Come to me, all." Uh, and he says, "He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." And I just want you to know, uh, you might not you might not like me right now, for for my position, uh, and we're in complete disagreement. Uh, but Jesus loves you, and He wants you to be saved. Now you make you make you might make him even more mad <laughs> by doing that. But but that's the, that's the only thing. Because God, god if they don't get saved, uh, and by the way, I don't think you can be saved and agree with that crowd. It is, it is anti-God. Uh, and um, you're a Christian, you say, I'm a Christian and I, and, and I support abortion or whatever. Um, you are not a Christian. You're either not saved, you're certainly not Christian, but you cannot agree with that. Uh, and, uh, and, and call yourself a child of God. Uh, and uh, you say, that hurt my feelings, Pastor. I hope it did, and I hope God uses it uh, to, to, sa- to save you. Uh, or at least get right, and at least you know, stop talking about it, because it's a reproach <laughs> uh, to, to the God of the Bible. Uh, and um, so, come, take, learn. Are you doing that? Um, are you, you, can't seem to, you can't seem to find peace in the, the crazy world that we live in. Um, you're just looking for it in the wrong place. You're only going to find it in Jesus and loving, and obeying, and serving him. Uh, and uh, so he laid it all out. Some of the stuff that frustrated, um, our, even our, our not his get frustrated, like we get frustrated. Uh, so when he upbraids, it, it's, it's probably completely different. His indignation igni- is, is righteous. Indignation is righteous. Ours typically isn't. Um, but uh, but we, we need to stand up for truth, but we need to spread the gospel uh, and, uh, and share that with others. Right? Let's all stand uh, today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Maybe here today and, and you're not saved, and you say, Pastor, I know that I'm not. Uh, I hope that you'll take this time today uh, to trust Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He says that if you call on him, uh, and uh, in, uh, whosoever shall call upon them or shall be saved. You believe that he died for you and for your sins, and you accept him and his gift of salvation, you can be saved today. But I know this, that there are a lot of Christians here today who um, don't have any peace. Uh, the world's too crazy for them, and they have just gave up. Um, By the way, you can turn off the news and social media. It ain't going away. You can ignore it. um, But why don't you face it, but then approach it the way that God wants us to approach it.